This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spread it like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 162. I am your host, Brandon. You could follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. And what would an episode be without me saying that I am, of course, awesome as always? I am also joined tonight by my co-host, Dave the Rave. You can follow him on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore M-O. And I know, Dave, you have something to say. Of course I have something to say. For those new listeners, let me lay down the law to you right now. Some pro wrestling podcasts think that they're the best. Some pro wrestling podcasts say that they're the best. But we know it and we prove it every single freaking week. And if you don't, if you don't not agree with me at all, as Brandon said, you can hit me up on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore MO. And I will be glad to just ignore your tweet because I don't give a shit what you have to say. That is right. It's me. It's me. It's the D-A-V-E Dave the Rave that all the ladies crave. And how's your uh, week going? How'd everything go with you? First of all, I just want to say that you dropped the first curse. Did I already? Yes. Second of all. Wow. That's not like me. Yes. Second of all, my week was pretty good. That's good to hear. Uh, Third of all, I'm a little disappointed in you. That's all right. Um, I'm okay with that. you, You did have Cracker Barrel today. Yes. So I'm, and oh, oh, you're not going to like, you. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be telling you this oh, on I, the podcast right now. Gonna, I did something. I did something kind of to spite you. Did you buy a rocking chair? No. Did you buy an accordion? No. Did you have pancakes at Cracker Barrel on Pancake Friday? Yes. You piece of trash. <laughs> I. You know they gave me. They asked me when I walked through the doors. They said, "Would you like a breakfast menu?" And I said, "Of course I would." Now, what I, kind of what kind of pancakes? I got the regular pancakes with some peach on top. That wasn't some peaches. Dude, I wasn't I, I wasn't a fan of that. Didn't, me neither. It was I a little acci- bit too sweet. It, it I accidentally got peaches on it because normally they they offer you the fruit on the side if you want. So I've had their apples, I've had their cherries, and uh, the last time I was there I was like, let's get peaches, why not? And I forgot to say on the side and it came on top and I was like, Oh, but these are still the best pancakes that are currently out yeah. there. You know, I wish I got it on the side because it was way, it was so sweet that it was just, after you had a little bit, you were pretty much done. So you're saying it was too sweet? It was just too <laughs> sweet. Yeah. Well, but yes, uh, Cracker Barrel was pretty amazing. And uh, unfortunately, you couldn't be there. I could have been there. You uh, decided last minute not to, uh, not to roll with me, but that's cool. My apologies. I'm not yeah. much of a roller. Yeah. So I figure we should. 
Yes. No, that's not that's not a fat joke. No, I was it was more of a <laughs> dropping the ball joke because you're terrible at rolling. But let's pick that ball up and throw it right towards fan questions and comments. And could I catch this first one or no? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Jasmine wrote to us, Hey guys, I hope all is well. Thanks a bunch for another awesome show. I especially like that bit at the end. Sorry, Dave, but that was hilarious. I fucked myself. I fucked myself. I uh, watched it. What? Damn it. I wasn't going to curse and then. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. We're not even done with the first comment and we have both of us cursing already. So, you know, it's going to be and, and already pretty much putting all other pro wrestling podcasts on uh, on the watch. Um, all <laughs> no, right. Talking about really. watch. Talking about watching. I watched the debut of Adam Rose and I was pleasantly surprised. I love the character, the music, the promo before him coming out to the uh, the promo before him coming out to the ring, the mannerisms. It's all so much fun to watch. I look forward to seeing more of him on NXT. So now I've got a question for you guys. Maybe you've answered it before, so my apologies if you have. What's your all-time favorite theme song? I've always really liked Taker's Ministry theme song. Because I remember falling asleep uh, asleep to it almost nightly when I was a kid. It, so, it was sort of like a lullaby. Sounds kind of weird, I know. Anyway, thanks again for the uh, thanks again for the always entertaining podcast at Reverse and Massage. Um, yeah, no, I gotta agree that end of the podcast was definitely funny. Um, I gotta watch what I gotta watch what I'm saying while I'm, I'm being recorded. You, I'm glad you thought of it, Brandon. Yeah. Um, what you said about Adam Rose can't even talk anymore about it. I mean, what else? What is there? Uh, what else is there to say about it? It's pretty amazing, and it seemed like uh, we're not the only ones. A lot of other yeah, pro lot wrestlers, of yeah, a lot yeah, of people putting it pro, over big time. Pro wrestlers, even fans, writing about it, wanting more. So, yeah. Um, as for your question, Brandon, what would your favorite uh, theme song be? Uh, either Billy Gunn's theme song when he was Mister Ass. As like Ass Man or the One Billy Gun, those are the top two probably. Yeah, uh, I don't want to pick your two, but but I would agree with you. Um, outside of that, I would pick either Kevin Steen's theme song, uh, Undertaker's theme song, the one that wasn't released. It's I don't not, know. That wasn't a theme song. It was a demo. It was a demo. Could I choose that or no? I mean, it wasn't really a theme song. All right, then I won't choose that. That um. I'll go with The Brood. Yeah, okay. I always like The Brood's theme song. Oh, and Kane, Slow Chemical. Oh, yeah, that's another great one. Yeah, Slow Chemical. Uh, chem- yeah, that chemical. <laughs> All right. So up next, we have a comment from Randy Orton. No shit. Yes, Are you he, serious? Uh, it appears that he finally wrote in. Uh, and uh, he wrote in saying, My name is Randy Orton. The face of the WWE. I said the face of the WWE. I am the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I said the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. You even flubbed your line just like him. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) You know how it's difficult to get back in the character after that. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I said something. Good luck. You think what Daniel Bryan did on Raw is what's best for business? If he manages to beat Hunter, he will be added to my match with Batista. Don't get your hopes up. If I know Triple H like I do, 
He will do whatever it takes to kill the Yes Movement. And with this match stipulation, you can expect me to be in the true main event spot at WrestleMania. Not Taker, not Brock, or Cena and Bray. I said not Cena and Bray. Anyways, I have to get back to being the face of the WWE. You can follow me on Twitter, at Randy Orton. Wow. Um, Thank you. Take a bow, right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Uh, how do we respond to this? Uh, blow yourself, Horton. Uh, I think that's pretty much the proper response. And yeah, thank you for submitting that comment. All right. It's, this it's is nice from... to know he listens. It really, it truly is. Thank you for listening. But a legend, yeah. a legend killer listening to a legendary podcast. Hell yeah. All right. Aaron wrote into us. Hey guys, another A plus episode think, from the I Wolf. Think... I think you mean, hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. That was terrible. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Another A-plus episode from Don't the Wolfpack. Don't read it in that voice. What? Don't read it in that voice. Should I do it in a LeFoub voice? No. Hey, was... guys. No, don't Another A-plus episode from the Wolfpack players. Please stop. All right. <laughs> hey, guys. Just another... pick it up from <laughs> Just up from You know how difficult it is to go back into character? After being interrupted, rude, uh, oh, very so rudely. you admit it, Dave the Raven's character. <laughs> uh, all right. <clears throat> all right. Hey guys, hey another. Guys. A- <laughs> hey guys, another A plus episode <laughs> for the Wolfpack players. Thanks for the advice on the DVDs. I'll probably hold on to them. I I was amazed to hear how many DVDs Brandon has, and in comparison, how little Dave has. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. That's not the first time uh, we've heard that. Uh, yeah. Anyways, onto the uh, onto my question for this week. First, I recently wrote an article for Pro Wrestling Powerhouse on John Cena being the guy in WWE. The article focused on who will be next to step into that role. I listed several different superstars like Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt, etc. Who do you guys? think will be the next guy after Cena retires or steps out of the spotlight. Um, I think it's plain and simple that it's got to be Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I, it, I love, I love the, the cheap, uh, cheap plug in there. Yeah. <laughs> right um, here on pro wrestling powerhouse, pro wrestling powerhouse. Terrible. Check it a, out online. Read the article. That was a terrible Mick Foley impression. Um, yeah, I got to agree with you. Daniel Bryan, is stepping up to be that John Cena guy. After that, you do have, I would say, Roman Reigns. Mm, I don't know yet. You know, I, I'm basing it off of that because of his crowd reaction, too. Because the crowd is supporting him a yeah, lot. Yeah, but nobody, like, he's not getting that John Cena pop. Just like he's not getting that rock stone cold pop. All right, so after Daniel Bryan, who would you go with? I couldn't. If you, Yeah, that's the thing. If you can. I like that's a very difficult thing I mean, to do. I mean, we said it in the past. My opinion, at least, for who's on top of their decades, it's Bruno Hogan, and I got fucking yelled at for this one. But I said I forgot. Whatever. It's Stone Cold and The Rock. You can't separate the two. And uh, then it goes to John Cena. Yeah, uh, John Cena is in a class of his own. And it's going to be very, very tough for anybody to be touching him. Uh, Daniel Bryan is the closest one. Yeah, especially when you can't even see him. 
<laughs> for sure. Uh, second, I was thinking about the shield earlier. And remember that Dean Ambrose was at the start the unproclaimed leader of the group. They never said so, but he was always in the middle and talking for the group. At that time, he was he was also at that time he was the best of the group. Now he's now he has fallen to the to probably the worst. Reigns is getting a, a push. Rollins has been on fire lately in the in his matches, and it seems like Ambrose is becoming less and less relevant. Is that is that his feud, or I are they? Be, I think it might be fault. Huh. I don't know. All right. Well, we'll go with both. Is that his feud <laughs> slash fault, or are the others just stepping up? How do you see it? Thanks again, guys. The number one Brandon Mark Aaron. Follow me on Twitter at Aaron TSM and go to ProWrestlingPowerhouse.com and go read Aaron's uh, article about John Cena being the guy and who's going to be stepping up in that role. Go read it. Go support uh, fellow Marks. Um, I think uh, I think it's kind of been restored as to who's. I don't really see a leader of the Shield right now. I. Though I do, and the only reason I'm saying I'm going to say I'm going to say Reigns, but the only reason I say Reigns is because whenever there's confrontation, he's the guy stepping forward first, and then the other two are following him. Right. However, and and he's taking control of the uh, interviews. But however, this week something like it kind of shifted to where there's not really a leader. So. We got we'll all to, out, all uh, anarchy in the shield. Yeah, so we'll have to see where that goes. I mean, back back when they first started, Rollins barely said anything too during the promo. Uh, say, no, Rollins spoke. Reigns never spoke. Right. And so now you're seeing, you're pretty much watching these three wrestlers evolve into, uh, um, I guess, yeah, into Pikachu and Charmander. So keep on watching and enjoying it. Yeah. Up next, we have a comment from Jason Linick. Oh my God, guys, I'm still in shock over WrestleMania 20 that just happened. How great was that opening match? That kid Cena has some potential. I'm sure fans will love him for years to come. And what a touching moment to have Eddie and Chris Benoit hugging in the same ring with the belts. Can't wait to see what the future holds for them. Wow, what a dick. Seriously? <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait. Wow, going there. Hold on, hold on. <clears throat> I'd just like to clarify that my previous comment was just a joke. Oh! Don't okay. want things to... Wait, don't want things... To me taken... To be, to be. Oh, to be taken to be. the wrong to be way to be. At, was a sign of disrespect. Just alluding to the fact that ten year, to the 10-year anniversary of WrestleMania 20 just passed on 314, which of course is right now today. Keep up the good work, guys, at Linux on Twitter. Yes, not not only is it Pi Day, but it's taking a blowjob day. Uh, no, it's strictly WrestleMania 20th anniversary. <laughs> oh, and just so you know, I was joking. I read all the comments before, so yeah. Yeah, uh, but it is WrestleMania uh, 20 10 years ago. I, right now, at this time, I was sitting in Madison Square Garden. The I watched very cool. where it all very began. Cool. Where it all began. Again. And it also all begins with Eric, one of our original uh, listeners and supporters. Hey, Stop guys. saying one of our original. Nobody was our original listeners. Hey, we have plenty of originals. No, we don't. We do. Everyone, They're out there. 
Nah, they're out yeah, there. Yeah, me right here. <laughs> yeah, right. You're the only one that heard that. We have like uh, two episodes on CDs, episode one and two that nobody heard that has ever heard. Uh, we still have to get that like episode where we started like the drunk episode with Mark Henry no, we and don't. we don't have that. To. Oh, that would be no, so funny. No, they would don't. love it. They would love it. All right, on to Eric, though. Why does everybody start off with, hey, guys? Maybe they just love hearing me say, Nobody hey, guys. <laughs> One, two, three. Three peep, everybody. All right. Hey, guys. No, awesome. that, stop doing that. You don't do voices. Hey, guys, awesome. <laughs> so I'm just going to read it? Now? <laughs> now? Hey, guys, awesome episode. Awesome show, as always. Use I punctuation, never, dude. Episode. Come on. What? I said use punctuation, dude. Hey, guys. I said punctuation, awesome. not a fucking voice. Hey, hey guys. guys. Awesome show awesome as always. Show always. I, never I never miss, miss an, episode. an episode. Oh, good. You want to You want to do it? <laughs> you can Let's, go ahead. Now? Go All ahead. Right. One, two. I don't want fans go. to hate me or you. Quick, Please go. Wait, dude, okay. Quick question for you guys. What do you think of Zack Ryder's last resort? I think it will get... Ryder back on Raw, or have we seen? Oh, thinking we'll get Ryder back on Raw, or have we seen the last of the Ryder Revolution? Either way, you got to respect his refusal to give up on his WWE dream. Thanks again for the uh, the always awesome podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Montreal Broski. Which uh, we haven't said enough is MTL Broski. Yeah, MTL Broski. I just. Called Montreal. Yeah. I drove by a sign. Like whenever I say "see Montreal" written out now, I used to always say Montreal until we were uh, corrected. Now I always say Montreal. Uh, Montreal. So, see, I learned something with this podcast. Thank you, Eric. Uh, in regards to Zach Ryder. Oh yeah, we had a question. I absolutely. I think it's phenomenal, and yeah. I really, I really do hope that this gets the ball rolling again for that now- Ryder evolution. Yeah, no, evolution, evolution, yeah. evolution. It's, yeah, yeah that's the evolution. Theme song. Evolutionism. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, the writer evolution. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this this was the oh, was such a great promo by Zack Ryder, really just putting it all out there, being very serious uh, towards his fans and anybody listening. Yeah, he is serious, bro. Yes, do not doubt him, and just like you wouldn't doubt El Dandy. Do not doubt. No, Zach see, Ryder. that's making Zack Ryder a joke by saying that. Uh, maybe I should. Can we cut that out or no? Nope. Sorry, Zach. Uh, yeah, but this is definitely. Hopefully, it opens up the eyes of the WWE so they can see what they're actually missing and what they could have. Yeah, because I mean, guy cuts a mean promo. Not even that though. He's great in the ring. Yeah, if you don't know, there's a reason why he's still around in the WWE and why they do use him to put over other wrestlers. It's because he's that damn good in the ring. Right. Um, and for those that do not know what uh, what Eric is talking about, we actually have the Zack Ryder promo, uh, his last resort, to air for you guys. Yeah, so, uh, so enjoy. My name is Zack Ryder. Some of you may know me as the broski... Some of you may know me as the woo-woo-woo guy, but some of you may not know me at all. After spending my entire life dreaming of one day becoming a WWE superstar, I made my debut on May 1st, 2007. 
And for three and a half years, all I heard from my friends and family was how proud they were of me for living the dream. But in reality, I was living a lie. My dream wasn't to just be on the roster. My dream wasn't to not have an action figure. And my dream wasn't to walk into an arena on a Monday afternoon and cross my fingers that I'd be on Raw. No, my dream was to be a champion. My dream was to be the WWE champion. My dream was to main event Raw, pay-per-views, WrestleMania. So after three and a half years of scratching and clawing, I created my own opportunity. In February 2011, I started a YouTube show called Z True Long Island Story. And within a few months, the Ryder Revolution took over the WWE. There were Zack Ryder signs everywhere. We want Ryder chants at shows I wasn't even at. I became the internet champion. Okay, okay. So I made that title. But by the end of the year, I won the WWE United States Championship. I was finally living the dream. But over the past two years, my dream has turned into a nightmare. I've seen all my hard work and all my progress go right down the drain. I went from having sold out arenas like Madison Square Garden, fist pumping and chanting woo, 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 to now when I walk through the curtain people ask, who, who, who. I went from having more merchandise than I could ever imagine to having to make my own t-shirt. I am back at the bottom. So now what? The way I see it, I have two options. I can either look in the mirror and say, hey, Zach, it was a decent run and just sit back and collect a paycheck until my contract's up, or I can go out swinging and fight back again. See, with Zeke Long Island's story, I had lightning in a bottle. And you know what they say, lightning doesn't strike twice. Who's they? You've witnessed the Rider Revolution. Now it's time for the Rider Evolution. So with that being said, once again, I am your host, Long Island IC, Zach Ryder. But this isn't another happy-go-lucky Z, true Long Island story. This is my last resort. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. You just heard Zack Ryder's last resort. If you like that, which you definitely did, you know it, do not even lie. Go follow him on Twitter already if you are and at Zach Ryder. Go support him. Go spread the word about The Last Resort. Yeah, just retweet the video. Post it out to your friends, family. Yes, retweet it. Tweet it yourselves. Share Make that signs. video. Make signs at Monday Night yes. Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-views, which I guess is WrestleMania coming up soon. But Bring bring as many signs as you can. If you can bring 20 signs to pass out that are strictly Zach Ryder, do it. Bring Mel Gibson along, too. Seriously. I think that was a joke that I mean, people should understand. He was in that movie Signs, right? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is like this promo is no surprise to me. I don't know if it's any surprise to Brandon as well. I doubt it. We know his potential. We've seen him cut serious promos before. I mean, I was surprised it's, that this was a promo that happened. Yeah, this is like... Zack Ryder has it. It's just unfortunate that he's not given the opportunity to show that he has it. Right. So just spread the word if you like this video. Bring posters. Tweet to WWE. Tweet to uh, tweet to anybody you want about this video. Go make sure you're doing it. And moving on, this past weekend, uh, Pro Wrestling Syndicate had a double shot. Uh, Pro Wrestling Syndicate Fight Night 3. 
which is their student show, took place in, of course, New Jersey. And kicking that off, uh, I don't are these. I don't think these results they may or may not be in order. Yeah, that's debatable. I'm not sure because uh, we watched them on YouTube thanks to Dave Adams. Yes, the the announcer for PWS. Uh, yeah, so the Untouchables, Mr. Bowens and Mr. Gamble, defeated Black Hollywood. Uh, yeah, this was actually a very good and very, uh, I guess, um, one of those matches that fans really looked forward to, especially seeing the Untouchables being uh, that power of a group, of a stable, and Black Hollywood, former PWS Tag Team Champions, who still, uh, I guess, are clawing, fighting their way back to the top to uh, where they once were. Yeah. Um, during this match, we had, we saw the end come when uh, Mr. Gamble prevented the drive-by and ended up hitting uh, Ray with the powerbomb neckbreaker combo with uh, Mr. Bowens. That neckbreaker powerbomb combo looks painful. I would never want to get hit with that. Yeah, well, you're not a professional wrestler, David. I know. That would definitely... Actually, that is the move. That not that the move that, uh... oh, man, someone broke their neck with? I, I think know. Raven and Canyon did that on someone. I don't know. I think Raven and Canyon did that on someone. Someone went down a little bit too soon, and there was a neck, a bad neck injury. I forgot to who though. Speaking of Canyon, I posted that picture earlier. Was him. that you? Yeah. Wow. Who nice else would that water- have been? Nice watermarking. Eh, not really. Good job. Dude. <laughs> yeah, not really. I thought it was Chris. I thought you were going to say, well, who? why would Chris post a picture of Canyon? I don't know, because I didn't know that you, like, watermarked. I didn't. <laughs> well, you did a good job with it. Yeah. All right. But he's, also... holding, he's holding an autographed Pete Rose baseball. I pop for that. I always will. I thought it was cool. I took the picture. We also saw a suicide six-way take place. Suicidal. Suicide, yeah. Suicidal six. Uh, suicidal six-way. Uh, the spiritual savior, Chris Constantine, took on Siler James... DJ Mario Valentino, the abominable, I'm so bad with that, abominable. Abominable? Abominable. 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 The drunken swashbuckler was the special guest referee on this one. Yeah, the uh, suicidal six-way champion. Is, of course, the suicidal <laughs> six-way champion. Uh, yeah, the end came to an ear when uh, Craig Steele nailed the sit-down powerbomb. And then uh, during the count, swashbuckler was a little bit sloppy with his uh, three count. He did get that three count, but he got he Craig Steele didn't like how he did it, so he got face-to-face to TDS. And all hell looks like it was ready to break loose, but Craig Steele gave him a little freebie, walked away after some shoving. Maybe we're going to see Craig Steele versus TDS um, at some point. Maybe we'll see uh, Craig Steele enter himself into one of these suicidal six ways. Ooh, maybe, on, perhaps. On the PD, uh, PWS uh, actual shows. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, uh, okay, yeah. go ahead. Do it up. Oh, yeah, do it up. No, no, I insist, you. All right, well, the lifeguard (laughs) defeated the Black Stallion, Delroy Alexander, with the cannonball. Um, We also saw uh, an eight-man tag take place. 
Yeah, Suburban Outfitters teamed up with Team 24-7, uh, actually defeating the New Heavenly Bodies and uh, Jay Enterprise and Damian Gibbs. Jay Enterprise being the publicist for uh, Damian Gibbs. Yeah, the one uh, that th holds the umbrella. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Outfitters actually picked up the victory. It's very, uh, it's nice to see them in the winning role. Yeah. Usually, not really used to seeing that, but it's great to see them pick up the victory. Hopefully, uh, they can take the ball and, ball and roll with it. Uh, they they nailed uh, Jay Enterprise with the radio head. So, we're definitely going to be supporting them and hoping for the best. Hopefully, they keep on running. Uh, rolling. Don't run. Don't run. <laughs> Uh, Clive Callahan took on Dan Moff, and it's you, you never want to step in the ring with Dan Moff. Yeah, I that guy is a beast, but he's the, I mean, he's a Bariqua beast. Can, beast. Can yeah. we say that Clive Callahan is also kind of a beast? Yeah, no, I was surprised by the uh, size of Callahan. He, how tall would you say he is? Uh, taller than me, I know that. <laughs> A lot taller how, than me. How much did this guy weigh? I don't get that. Nah, you wouldn't. I do. I, do it's, I, not your, it's not your time. It's, wait. it's not from your time. Uh, so Damoff picked up the victory with a burning hammer. We also saw Cat Daddy, Big Les versus Little Mac versus Kyle Reynolds, Alex Reynolds' younger brother. And, of course, the man... Kyle Reynolds picks up the victory. What do you mean the man? Don't don't cheer him on. I know, I know. He's a heel. I'm not supposed to cheer him. Don't say the word heel. I have to. <laughs> he's a heel, but I support him. I think that he's a great wrestler. Uh, so Cat Daddy, Big Les, almost nailed the double choke slam. But then he got nailed with the KO punch at some point, And Kyle Reynolds just dished out some super kicks. Um, I, I can't say enough how much I like the big cat, cat daddy, big Les. I'm sorry. I yeah. Love, uh, he I, comes I out right on his bicycle. I love that gimmick. Oh, it's epic. Uh, we also had Hellbilly Bo Jones defeating King Hippo. Yeah. Uh, we also had Wildman defeating Mr. Wayward by a uh, uh, DQ. Disqualification. Yeah, there was, it was this match was awesome though. Uh, there was a, a little spot where Wildman had a, I guess there was a hidden beer somewhere, and he nailed the beer mist and started hitting his comeback. He was about to hit what I'm gonna call the Wildman driver, which is pretty much um, a Death Valley driver into a Michinuku driver. Are you naming that? <laughs> yes, the Wildman driver. Okay. Uh, so he spun around with Mr. Wayward, knocking out the referee when uh, he caught he ate the boot of Mr. Wayward. And then during that time, Mr. Wayward uh, got nailed with the wild man, uh, wild man driver. One, two, three. But the referee was not to be. And then, but he did see a low blow by Mr. Wayward. Uh, by, yeah, Mr. Wayward. I mean, it's still a victory for wild man though, right? Yeah. That's all um, that really matters is getting that W. Yeah, and before we uh, move on to the next match, you mentioned how the referee ate a boot. Yeah. Uh, in high school, I went to high school with a girl who actually ate a boot. No. <laughs> I don't, is it on I, video? I, I, it, it is on video. I don't know where to find it. She ate a leather awesome. fucking boot. Oh, I'm just going to throw it out there too. Uh, Wild Man, his theme song, 
also uh, is Mr. Mass Destruction's theme song. Uh, one of his many theme songs. Oh, who'd he ever be? Uh, some don't, even, <laughs> don't even. Some guy named Brett Matthews. <laughs> um, and uh, G Money. Yeah. Mass Destruction. I'm the hardcore champion. Oh. Hey, I was the Confederate champion too. Yeah. I was the Confederate champion. I was the best damn hardcore champion ever. And I was the unnamed commentator for the anniversary show that never happened. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, no. I used to come out to More Human Than Human by White Zombie. Dreams really don't come true. No, they don't. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, if you don't know that song, it's definitely awesome. More Human Than Human, White Zombie. We also had Mr. Payne of The Untouchables taking on Matt McIntosh, of course, uh, defeating him. I don't know about of course. I mean, you well, see no, that I mean, as the, if you were supposed no, no. to. No, the match happened, and of course, the winner. No, yeah, yeah I guess you're right. I shouldn't. I say mean, of especially course. especially with how McIntosh has been looking in those suicidal six ways. Yeah, no, I'll take back the of course. It's no, no, course. I, I I I understand where you're coming from though, but yeah, McIntosh once again looked great in the ring. Of course, that's Mr. when I could say of course. Yes, of course, but Mr. Payne. Looked like he was a step uh, better than him that night. A step above him? You can't just say a step above him? Step above him. That works too. Yeah. And our, I'm going to say main event. Was it main event? Probably not. Was I it? Think, I think it was I actually think it was the, the opener. Main, really? I think it was the opening contest. Well, the opening contest, <laughs> whatever it was, it was we watched it Kevin, out of order. Because Kevin had the WPW after. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we yeah. watched it out of order, so... Uh, Kevin Matthews uh, took on Dave Destruction, uh, actually picking up the victory here. Yeah, and Destruction not picking it up, kind of, not picking it up cleanly though. Uh, the referee didn't catch it, and I'm not too sure if many fans caught it. But I saw Dave Destruction hold on to that rope. He rolled him. He rolled up uh, Kevin Matthews when Kevin Matthews went for the ego driver, and he sat down. And he grabbed upon grabbed those ropes as uh, he had it rolled up, so he had a little bit of help uh, from those ropes. Well, didn't didn't defeat Kevin Matthews on his own. Yeah, some people say that. Some people don't say that. Yeah, some people didn't even see it. Uh, we also had bombshells take place that same night. I was going to say the very same night. I don't know why that didn't come out, but yeah. Uh, so we had La Rosa Negra taking on Taylor Hendricks for the uh, Majestic title. Uh, she, what was I going to say? She retained her championship because she picked up the victory, La Rosa Negra, of course. Uh, then we also had Missy Sampson defeating Amber Rodriguez to retain her PWS Bombshells title. Now, uh, now this was all uh, changed up, though, because wasn't Mickey James supposed to be in a triple threat match or... Wasn't it Angelina Love, Mickey James, Missy Sampson, and Love Rosa Negra? Yeah, on the last fucking show. What do you mean? Oh my god. Oh, Mickey James wasn't in, in this one? That was the last one. Oh yeah, because you went to the last one. All these all these wrestling events end up just combining into one in my mind. So don't mind me. But speaking of combining into one wrestling event in David's mind. We have Pro Wrestling Syndicate live from Belleville High School in Belleville, New Jersey on March 22nd. 
Uh, they have an autograph signing, of course. I fuck, man. I'm gonna stop trying to say, of course. You should stop cursing too. Yeah, Try that well, one for size. They uh, have an autograph signing that starts at 6 p.m. and the live wrestling action at 8 p.m. This is not going to be on IP per view, just so you know. Um, there's going to be a ladder match for the PWS champion uh, championship. Bonesaw defending his championship against yours truly, Alex Reynolds. Yeah. This I you know what I find it hard to see Bonesaw coming out as champion, especially with uh, Kyle Reynolds. I'm sure at ringside. David Bonesaw is undefeated in pro wrestling syndicate. I know I I didn't even make mention of that, but it's it's pretty much a handicapped uh, ladder match. Uh, well, I'm saying Bonesaw's ready as always, and he's coming out champion. Well, someone else, someone else that's also ready. The is... drunken swashbuckler. Yeah, yeah, he defends his championship in the suicidal six way against Starman, Bobby Wayward, Craig Steele, Matt McIntosh, and Shinron the Spirit Dragon. There you go. We also have the PWS Tag Team Championships on the line in a three-way match between the champions, the Lone Rangers, Pat Buck, and John Silver, taking on the Suburban Outfitters, taking on Anthony Bowens and AC Gamble. That match you do not want to miss alongside the first ever PWS Steel Cage match Kevin Matthews versus Arkham. Uh, this match has been, I guess, I don't it's, know. It's brewing for the longest yeah, time. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for, brewing. Uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a painful match to even watch. You I'm don't want to see. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing their very first steel cage match ever. You're going to see old school versus new school. Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus Dave Destruction. Oh! There you go. Um, you're also you're also going to have uh, originally Davy Richards, I think, was scheduled for this event. Yeah, but it he was uh, unfortunately pulled out due to TNA obligations, but was replaced very quickly by Amazing Red. So we're going to have Amazing Red versus Mario uh, Mario Bocara, uh, who was the on the spot title shot winner. I think it's Bocara. Bokara? Yeah, you got to pronounce Cara? it differently, right? He's Croatian. I don't know. He's the Croatian sensation. Yes. You're also going to see uh, Mr. Payne versus Trent Beretta, a.k.a. Yeah. Trent, if you didn't know, which you should have known. And we're going to also see notorious Devin Moore taking on the Boricua Beast, Dan Moff. Did I pronounce that? That was pretty good pronunciation, right? Good job. Is that song? Do you remember that song when we were kids? Bodiqua. I don't know what that is. Really, when we were kids. When I was a kid. Sorry, not all of us are forty-five years old on a podcast right now. We're yeah, you're close to thirty, dude. (laughs) Uh, Fala and the Heavenly Bodies with GMC are going to be teaming up to take on Craven Varro and Team Twenty Four Seven. Do not miss the this event. There's so much, so many more matches will be announced uh, the night of. You never know what's in store for uh, from PWS. Yeah, definitely go check that out. Belleville High School, 100 Passaic Avenue in Belleville, New Jersey. Which that's I'm right. pretty sure I'm. I'm pretty sure that's where the Four Seasons got started. Huh. Interesting. I'm almost certain. 
I know they're from that area, almost around there somewhere. Um, but that is taking place February, uh, February, March 22nd. And that's not the only event taking place March 22nd. New York Wrestling Connection, NYWC presents Aftermath. Uh, bell time is at 7 p.m. And it takes place at the NYWC Sportatorium, Deer Park, New York. If I always want to say Michigan after that. Yeah, right. Uh, if you're on Long Island, you definitely don't want to miss it. Tickets are dirt cheap. You're going to see uh, the heavyweight, the NYWC heavyweight title on the line. Mike Mondo taking on King Men, uh, Team P, uh, King Mega. Can't speak right now. <laughs> yeah, and that's the newly crowned NYWC champion as we saw him become champion at the Psycho Circus. Yes. Uh, you're also going to see uh, in tag team action, uh, Matt, Je Matt Justice and Jesse Vane, the tag team champions, taking on Rack and Sack. Uh, should be a very good match. You're also going to see the Starlet title on the line, Marty Bell. In a champion. street fight. Yeah, the champion defending her championship against Chrissy Rivera in a street fight, as Brandon just said. Uh, this, I mean, what do you expect of this one? Chrissy Rivera, we know she has that CCW background, and Marty Bell, not so much. Right. Um, not really, don't really know what to say about this one. I mean, I could see Chrissy maybe showing a little bit of uh, blood, though. I thought I you were going to say something else. What? I, was, I thought you were going to say color, and I was going to get pissed. Why? I was thinking about color. I, I was thinking about saying color, but I why? Because like, I don't like using those terms. Color? Yeah. Why? It's it's a term. Yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like it was a term that... <laughs> do, you, do you use the word mark? No. Heel? Face? No. no. I use heel when I'm talking about my shoe. I'm, I use face when I'm talking about my beautiful reflection in that perfection. You you wear heels, dude? I said when I'm talking about my feet. Everybody has a heel of their foot. Uh, you said shoe. Yeah, my uh, shoe. The heel of my shoe. Whatever. Shoe. Foot. Whatever. Okay, you caught me. I wear high heels. You're also going to be seeing the CZW <laughs> champion and the NYWC master of the Matt Drew Gulak in action. Uh, maybe he's going to continue that winning streak that he has going. Who's going to step up to face him? Who's dumb enough to step up to face the master of the Matt? You're also going to see the Joker's Wild Battle Royal winner and newcomer. Brandon, what is his name? You tell me. Jabali? Jabali. Oh, come on, dude. Jabali? Jabali? Who knows? What was it? You said it before, dude. Well, I said Jabali. Yeah, Jabali. I don't know how. We don't know how to pronounce it. Jabali Jr., you're such a jerk off. Uh, you're also going to have Reckless and Wasted uh, in action, I think, because they are going to be welcoming uh, CZW wrestler Greg Excellent. Don't know if they'll be teaming up or anything, but I could definitely see Greg, uh, Greg Excellent kind of uh not being too into their reckless and wasted partying styles yeah but we shall see this come saturday at yeah. the mywc sportatorium uh yeah and someone also a big name that's not in a match yet is flawless blake morris the fusion champion uh no clue of what how he's going to play a factor who's going to challenge him we still have rex lawless after coming off of a victory off of uh dj hyde and completely beating the crap out of him so there's a lot of question marks left uh and a lot of stories to be uh unfolded and untold no not untold told 
Unfold. Unfolded yeah. was good. You should have left it at that. Unfolded. We'll yeah. go, can I backtrack? If you can rewind and make that sound noise that I always do. Yeah, edit that for me, please. No, no, do it. <laughs> oh, what a terrible co-host. You're a terrible co-host. All right, well, NYWC, March 22nd, Deer Park, NYWC Sportatorium, NYWC Aftermath. Go check them out, nywcwrestling.com. Yeah. And now it's time for our musical interlude that David has all the information yes. for. This song you're going to love. As I tell you guys, if you ever have music, submit it to us, please. We are open to any types of music. We love music as a whole. This song is brought to you by Satellite Lane. And the song is called Geeky Girl. If you're a nerd or a geek or I don't even I'm not too much of a fan of using that word but yeah yeah I don't mean it in a derogatory way it's not dude. I am, geeks get the girl that's the thing like I'm a I'm a geek and a nerd too I love no, you're Star, not. Star Wars no you're not that's not I, making you a geek or a nerd what because I love Star Wars I'm trying to get into Doctor Who I never really now got that, into that Star makes Doctor. you a geek or a nerd yeah exactly <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm just kidding um, being a geek but, or a nerd is be able to say 3.141519 I'm just kidding. Just be yourself, seriously. Just be yourself. Uh, but back to Satellite Lane. Uh, Satellite Lane is a semi-professional group based in Long Island, New York. They perform about 10 to 20 gigs a year. Their uh, next big gig is the Harmony Sweepstakes uh, Acapella Competition in New York City on March 22nd. Another event on March 22nd. Uh, they are scheduled to... Perform at the Boston Sings uh, Acapella Festival April 11th. And they are going to be putting on a spring concert sometime in the beginning of June. So stay updated with that. Um, and here is their song, Geeky Girl. And we'll be right back here on Marking Out. I saw you staring from across the room at the New York Comic Con. Geeky 
pig does. Can he swing from a web? No, he can't, cause he's a pig. Look out, here comes a spider pig. Camp on Awana, we hold you in our hearts. And when we think about you, it makes me wanna fart. You just heard Geeky Girl by Satellite Lane. Let me, I, first time I heard this song, I marked out to it from their what? Bruce Wayne. Why are you from, what? That? Oh, okay. I got you now. From their Bruce Wayne references to like, um, just every reference that they made in there, which is pretty hilarious. It sounds great. Go check them out on Twitter at Satellite Lane. Um, go check them out on Facebook, facebook.com slash satellite lane acapella and uh satellite lane.com and as i said a little bit earlier before the uh, musical interlude you can go see them march 22nd they're performing at the 2014 new york harmony sweepstakes uh harmony sweeps in taking place in Col- at the columbia university in new york new york could you imagine uh, Oh, you have more to say about them? No, no, no. What? What? I was gonna say. Could you imagine if, like, this podcast, if I really just rattled off pie right now and like no. rattled off pie? Yeah, like three point one four one five nine two six five three five eight nine. Can you? I, well, I, I mean, I just did. I, mean, I, could, I could keep going, but yeah, I want the full number right now. <laughs> the full number? It's an infinite number, isn't it? Huh? It's. Oh. A, I think I don't think it ends, David. I don't know. I don't think high ends. But, yeah, Harmony Sweeps, uh, Columbia University, Satellite Lane. Check them out if you definitely like the music. And if you want your music to be heard, uh, send us an email, markingout1 at gmail.com. Please, we're open to any types of music. Yeah, if you're a cool cat who likes to sing jazz and scats, we will take that too. Sorry, had to. No, I I was <laughs> going with that. I thought that was perfect. Um, yeah, and that unfortunately cannot be said about the product that we are about to talk about. <laughs> That's uh, a great segue. Thank you very much. TNA lockdown took place this past Sunday. Which, uh, no, it's messed up to say. Never mind. Keep going. Why what? No, no, no. I'm not going to say it. Okay, don't say it then. Uh, Samuel Shaw started off the uh, started off the event on top of a cage, threatening to commit suicide. Awkward. Uh, well, yeah, like show aside. No, that was terrible. It's 2014, folks. It's gonna happen once an episode, more than once. Who knows? Yeah, it, it was kind of weird because he was up there threatening and everything, and then lights go out, and then Anderson comes out doing this little spiel. Uh, there was a ton of CM Punk chants during this match. A ton. Uh, Christy Hemi was at ringside uh, during the event. Referee Earl Hebner. Wait, that was not the first match, though, wasn't it? What? Wasn't the six-man match the first match? I don't know. I thought it was the Sonata. Maybe I I went out of order with that one. Oh, well, whatever. 2014. Not not every day I'm going to give a shit. Stop using my jokes. Uh, I switched it up. Uh, Referee Earl Hebner got knocked out during the event, though. 
Uh, and during while he was knocked out for like 10, 15 minutes, Anderson escaped the cage. Um, and then very different. Uh, Sam Sh- Samuel Shaw pulled Christy Hemi through one of the uh, holes that they have on the cage, steel cages. One of the holes that they have for the uh, cameras. The cameras. Ugh, I don't like that. that, that what? Those cages. Well, oh, because of the holes? Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. Um, it's so but, unrealistic, and it's unrealistic for that reason alone. Why should all right, but a what human about, being what did, be what able about, to get pulled about, thrown it? Okay. Little, 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 little. okay. But what about Samuel Shaw pulling uh, Christy Hemi through that uh, opening? Yeah, That's, that shouldn't be able to happen in a cage match. Well, it did happen, so we're all with it, dude. If you went to a, a zoo, a lion, oh, let's put a fucking giant hole in the cage. Since when were wrestlers uh, uh, zoo animals? Uh, I mean, sometimes wanna, they behave you, like them. No, no. Do you want to ask yourself that again, maybe? Sometimes they behave like them, but still. Wrestling started out in a circus. Of course there's zoo animals. All right. All right. Can we get back to the match, though, instead of the, the bullshit about you in the cage? I'm not in a cage. All right. Well, uh, Christy Hemi got dragged into the ring. And then while Anderson, that caused Anderson to get the key, get back in the ring, and then proceeded to get choked out. Uh, unconscious by Samuel Shaw. Christy Hemi escaped, and then Samuel Shaw picked up the victory because just at the correct point of the t- uh, of the match, Earl Hebner woke up and said, hey, I see you outside of the ring. You win. Congratulations, kiddo. Um, Imagine if there was, like, replays in wrestling. Yeah. Which, I don't know, whatever happened to that, Ethan? Wow, there was one replay once, right? <laughs> no, there's a few times WWE tried to bring that in when the NFL, uh, or no, when baseball uh, expanded everything. It oh. started talking a lot about that. Uh, we also had Great Muda, uh, the X Division champion, Sonata and Yasu def- uh, taking on and defeating Christopher Daniels, uh, Kazarian, Kazarian, and Sabin. Well, I, don't, I don't know when Sonata became that champion. I am unsure either. It may have been at a house, uh, house show or one of the overseas events that they had. Um, and Sonata, Yasuum, Great Muda are part of uh, Russell One that they are uh, cross-promoting with. Uh, we saw Muda do his uh, uh, trademark Shining Wizard. We also saw a three-way dropkick. I remember recently you mentioned that, right, Brandon? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, someone doing a three-way dropkick. Well, where I think I said we don't really see that often, too often. No, I don't. I think you said you never saw it before. I yeah, I might have said that. Yeah. Yeah, you never saw it before. Well, they actually did it because they listened to my podcast. Yeah. Um, Say so it. They listened to my podcast. They listened to my podcast. Yes. Um, we also had Ethan Carter. His uh, Ethan Carter open challenge, and yeah. Do you think this is? TNA's answer to Brock Lesnar. It shouldn't be, but it's and I don't think it is. You don't think so? No, I don't think. Did you not listen to Impact? What they said? Yeah. Oh my goodness, he's a past MMA competitor. Yeah, I don't think that he's. I don't think he's he's definitely not on par with Brock Lesnar. But as far as TNA believing in the hype. In their mind of what they want Bobby Lashley to be. No, I don't think that they're thinking that at all. I, I, I'm going to have to say yes, that's what they're thinking. I'm sorry, I disagree. I think that they're, uh, they do recognize that he has an MMA past. 
but I think they're trying to capitalize on him being a, he's a former TNA champion, if I'm not mistaken, right? I don't know. But I think that they were just trying to capitalize on some sort of a shocking uh, moment. But it wasn't. And it was, well, the best thing about this was the promo. The match itself, well, it wasn't even a match. It was just a power slam. He got slam. beat down. Ethan Carter III got beat down by a non-contracted worker. And no security got involved or whatever. No no uh, lawsuits have been brought up. No lawsuits have been filed. Well, the best the best part about this, though, was the promo, though. The opening promo with that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Carter is amazing on the mic. I love the fact that the fans are chanting at him, we want Punk or CM Punk, because for some reason, they thought that CM Punk was going to come out to answer the open challenge. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you have an audience from TNA that yeses and wears WWE clothing. Yeah. Um, but the best part was uh, Ethan Carter acknowledging it, saying, "Don't try to hijack this show." I, I like, I love his interactions with the crowd and just his mannerisms about him. And uh, on the mic, he just owns it. Um, you also have Manic versus Tigre Uno making his uh, Impact Wrestling debut. Tigre Uno picked up the victory. This match was full of a ton of spots, and with spots, you have a ton of botches. Oh. Um, it looked very, I may get a few, uh, some backlash for this, but to me, it looked kind of slowish, like the chain wrestling. Yeah. They chain wrestled and everything, but it seemed like they were kind of thinking a little bit, uh, too much as opposed to going. Well, uh, it might be because he's, I mean, predominantly, would you say a Mexican wrestler? I mean, he wrestles predominantly in Mexico. No. Uh, Maybe, or Japan. But that would go against what I'm saying. Well, no, because, well, the two styles are clashing, is what I'm saying. Manic has that same style, though. Not really, though. It, no. It's it, not the same style. I was going to say that... It's like, it, it's like Sin Cara. It's, it's a very clashing... It's a clashing style. Uh, something wasn't working on it. I don't know if it was that, but it wasn't that. I don't think it was that. <laughs> Uh yeah, Watch but Great Uno picked up the victory with a Phoenix splash. Uh, the best was the best thing about this was Taz on commentary though. Why? What was Taz saying? He was just like, uh, "Oh, he hit him with the Phoenix splash. I'll have a Phoenix splash with a milkshake and French fries and a hamburger." And he's going on and on and on. And I'm listening to it. I'm like, Taz is pretty amazing. Taz is pretty much the reason why you should be watching Impact Wrestling. Yeah, if well, not, Taz was one of the better commentators that WWE ever had, so... Well, I mean, I never said better. Well, I'm that, saying that. I'm 100% saying that. He's not that great at commentating on the match, but it's, he's no, great I think, at the I think shit Taz, that he says. I think Taz takes TNA as a joke, because the, TNA is a joke. The shit that he says is pretty epic. I wouldn't, don't say, I wouldn't say that TNA is a joke, because I'm really trying not to look at them as a joke. And it's unfortunate, because... How are you supposed to change so many fans like yourself and myself look at TNA as uh, a poor man's WWE? A poor uh, man's- no, 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 no. I would never say a poor man's WWE. They're never going to be WWE. A poor man's pro wrestling promotion. Right, because it's terribly ran. Okay. When I think but- of TNA, I think of face paint, a big red nose, and a clown wig. Okay. But you still – how are you supposed to change the views of all of these uh, fans 
that have this perception of TNA. When in fact right. they don't they don't always have that uh poor events and poor showings. How do you change it by writing better things? By but changing how, but everything. How do you get them to give TNA a chance? By changing it. Okay, but they changed it. Not really. Dude, they changed it a lot. David. From from the from the let, next those backstage fucking promos. Okay, that's one thing. But what else did they they change? They brought in Willow. They brought in uh Samuel yeah, Shaw. Okay, the, let's let's rant on Willow, shall hold we? Hold on, hold on, hold, no, no, no. We could do that when we get up to the main event. You know when he actually debuted because on the show he didn't debut yet. Right, but I'm saying so. Like, so you have Willow. You have Samuel Shaw with an epic gimmick. You have Russell One. I wouldn't say an epic gimmick either. I'd say epic gimmick. You have Russell One. Their connection with them and great bringing in Japanese wrestlers. You have their connection in Mexico with them bringing in uh, AAA wrestlers. You also have superb wrestling going on between and good storyline between Gunner and uh, James Storm. You have Magnus, who's failing as a champion, so I can't really so, say anything about that. But you that said one. the same thing with T-Ray Uno and Manic, how that match wasn't so great. That's one match, but let me finish. But you also – I think I'm done anyway. Uh, <laughs> But how? But they're doing a lot of stuff that. They're, but they're not changing the right things yet. There's but, certain things inside the core of TNA that need to be changed, and they're not working on it. Okay, but Rome wasn't built overnight. They have to. That's not even takes, the it, freaking saying. It takes it takes time to build this. I thought you were gonna say it takes a village or whatever to build whatever. A village to build whatever. Where did That's you get? some sort of saying. You didn't no. even say the other saying correctly. I'm saying my saying. I'm not quoting anybody. It's my saying. I invented it. I. You could say Rome wasn't built in a day, but no, it, no. no shut up. It's a overnight. Day. Overnight. But but even still, how are you supposed to get freaking naive fans like yourself? I'm not naive. The, I know they have great matches. I know that they have good things to TNA. So how they, do I how do I get you to tune in on a weekly basis? Stop doing shitty backstage segments. Stop doing shitty gimmicks and stuff like that. Get the bromance off TV. They're not good wrestlers. So then how do I get a fan, not yourself, that that really doesn't know TNA all that much, that they want to know TNA, but all they hear is how bad it is? How do I well, get them to tune in? They started doing that with MVP. Uh, they did that with Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards. Um, so maybe they, they're doing that with the AAA and... Great Muda's company. So then you can acknowledge at least that they are trying to improve their product. But they're not trying to improve the right things. They think they're so great with their writing and everything. It's not. Okay, but with the other stuff, you have to admit that they are improving in some departments. They've never not had great matches. That's yes. what I'm going to say. But by bringing in guys like uh, the American Wolves, bringing in Muda, bringing in some AAA wrestlers, bringing these are catching... These are catching the eyes of uh, the independent, the IWC. It's catching the eyes of uh, Ring of, I guess, just out, uh, independent uh, wrestling fans overall. I, right. I just think they need to change other things dramatically, dramatically change other things for that for people to want to tune in every week. All right. Um, my my favorite match of the night, and I was a huge fan of this. Gunner versus James Storm in a last man standing match. This match was awesome. I I tipped my hat to them. It was awesome. Uh, there was a part where Gunner went for a flying head, but and James Storm, Storm took was on the ground, took a chair, 
and just threw it right at Gunner's head as he was falling down for it. Looked like it it hurt a lot. Yeah, it was uh, apparently the best match of the night. No, without a doubt. Uh, the finish came when Gunner nailed the top rope super superplex to storm through two chairs. Uh, yeah, no, this match they left it all in the ring, and it was it was actually nice to watch this on the pay per view. This is what a lot of the other storylines need, because you had Gunner and James Storm build up their storyline over uh, over a month, right? No, a lot. I think it was. I mean, it's always it been that long already. Or I feel like it's been a really long time with that. Like, I, I feel like it's been building no, for a long, long time. No, it wasn't a long, long time because they were tagging together. Right, right. They were but overseas. it was, but they were still like iffy, kind of. No, I think so. No, I don't think so. Actually, no. They, what, what caused them to become iffy was during the uh, the briefcase. Yeah, you know? where he won the briefcase, that yeah, briefcase so. match. But but even still, you put a lot of time into this storyline. And you gave it what it you gave it the proper amount of time and backstage uh, segments and how you went about it. They need to do that with the other uh, storylines going on and having right. matches like that to uh, I guess bring it all together. Right. This match, unlike pretty much unlike every other match on this card and a lot of other matches, even in WWE, this match told a story, and that I think is. The, an art that is getting lost in professional wrestling is the art of a match telling a story. You don't really see that too often anymore. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it's very old schoolish. I mean, it's just, it's something that everybody, every company could work on. Yeah. Uh, but this match gutter and storm told a great story and go check it out. If you didn't, uh, Gail Kim versus Madison rain, Madison rain, uh, defended her championship successfully. Yeah, not really much to say about this match. Gail Kim, yeah, it was yeah. a match. Hashtag who cares. Yeah, uh, Lady Tapa was at ringside. Oh, yeah, still don't care. Uh, why is she even under contract? Uh, Magnus defended his championship against Samoa Joe. Now, this match was a very good match until the end fell apart, which we know TNA does so often and so, so very wrong. Um, so I mean, he, yeah, he won by a knockout. Yeah, yes, no. Um, Magnus had Magnus, um, Samojo had Magnus in the rear naked chokehold, and then the ring ripped open, kind of like um, something we saw in WWE a long time ago. The ring ripped open, but then, excuse me, uh, Samojo gets pulled through the ring. We don't know what's going on. There's a bunch of bullshit chants because uh, Magnus was about to give up. There's a ton of bullshit champs, uh, champs, uh, bullshit chants. And champs. And champs. Uh, and then until Joe comes out of the the ring, all bloodied up, and then Abyss follow, follows him out. That's just, it, come on. And then, oh, and Abyss has Janice with him. And hits Jan uh, uses Jan uh, hits him with Janice, and then of course uh, Magnus takes advantage in the black hole slam. Magnus takes advantage of that, puts him in the rear, rear naked chokehold, and that's pretty much it. Baby Hebner, oh, I remember we were talking about this. He did the three three arm raise. Oh, the three arm raises. Yeah, 
Yeah, Baby Hebner did the three arm races for the uh, for the match to be done. I'm fine with that. I think I'm, that's how it should be. I really do think that. I, I, I like the three arm race. But like, that's a stupid ending for a match. That's the thing. I thought it was dumb because the fact that uh, – I don't know. Just the fact that Abyss it, was under the the ring for the whole pay-per-view. Yeah, apparently he was under there from the beginning of the pay-per-view, so he was under there for a few hours already. Um, yeah. And then, like, I mean, you had the lethal lockdown match as the main event. Team MVP versus Team Dixie. Was there much to say about that other than Willow made his debut? Uh, yeah, there was a ton of spots during this match. Um what one of the first spotches? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna call it a spotch. One of the first spotches was Willow making his debut. Lights go out, lights come on. He's on the top of the cage. Everybody's in the center of the ring, of course, and they're looking up at Willow. He dives down on top of them, but misses them. It's like one of those, like that Danny Demanto uh, Demanto video where everybody moves out of the way. Like it seems like the like the Moses parting the sea. Everybody's just moved to the side, and Willow just pretty much hit the mat. So that looked pretty funny. Um, so after the last person enters, the cage lowers, and all the the top of the cage has all the we- the weapons. Dixie Carter comes out, makes Bully Ray the special guest referee. So that was her. Uh, um, what was it? What was Billy Bully Ray to her? Well, who cares? Okay, that works. I don't know. But yeah, there was a few spots during the match that I want to just point out. There was a coast to, uh, two-man coast-to-coast with the trash can by the American Wolves. You also saw um, well, the, uh, you saw a brain buster through the, uh, it's right directly on top of the chair by Ares, which were, looked nasty. Were, were they calling Willow Jeff Hardy right off the bat? E- yes. Taz. And that's like, that's, I don't understand why they did that. They, Taz, they had something good and then completely ruined it by saying it's Jeff Hardy. It, Taz was just like, those tattoos look very familiar. Why, where have I seen those tattoos before? And then like, it was just so bad. And then he, of course, Willow hits the uh, uh, twist of fate and the um, Swanton bomb. And they're making references and everything. That's, that disappoints me a lot. Yeah, Big time. Well. Because we wanted Willow to be a separate entity uh, than Jeff Hardy. Not We wanted Jeff Hardy and Willow. We didn't want Jeff Hardy as Willow. Right. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes perfect um, sense. There's no reason why Jeff Hardy couldn't do double duty. It's like, um, it's just, it's something that TNA, like I said, they need to work out their storylines, work out everything. I don't even want to talk about Impact. I really don't. I'm yeah. just like... I mean, this Willow thing, it was just a big letdown. Uh, yeah, MVP's it was, team it, won, so MVP's now in charge of TNA or whatever. Dixie Carter's not in charge anymore. Well, yeah, Team MVP picked up the victory because uh, Bully Ray ended up turning on Dixie Carter. Uh, Rude was about to put MVP through a table. Bully Ray stepped up right in between him and the table, gets in his face, he got into a shoving match, and then he put uh, Rude through the table. No. Yeah. Uh, did he put Root through the table? I don't remember. And then Bully Ray on Impact spent the whole Impact uh, taking out the bromance. He took out Robbie E. Took out I did he? I think he took out Austin Aries, and uh, he finally took out Bobby Root. Yeah, and he did put Root through the table, but that was post match. Uh, 
that was basically Impact. Well, you also had Brittany uh, making her debut, Santana Garrett on the independent scene, making her debut against Gail Kim. This match was, it's it was good to see Santana Garrett in uh, TNA. The problem with it is, why is it if Tappa hits a body, uh, body avalanche in the corner on Gail Kim, how is that not a DQ, though? I think it's because it's her partner. But Which I understand, but I still I still kind of feel towards the... I, I feel like that would have been... Because if, then it could just be like, oh, I'm just going to hit Gail Kim right now and get her DQ'd so she yeah. wins. Which is so something not, that I, I feel like a heel, uh, a heel tag team should do that. Or mm, uh, something like that. I don't think it'll work good like that. I think that it would work. I think that would be kind of a interesting thing to see. And uh, another thing that came from Impact, we had Angelina Love making her return. Yeah, for some reason, for the yeah, fans, it was terrible. I don't think she was really ever good at cutting promos. I don't think she's a good wrestler. Yeah, I hate she's to not, say it, but whatever. I I'm not impressed with Angelina Love. Uh, Velvet Sky though, she looked pretty hot. Yeah, she did very much so. Um, the bromance also, are terrible. Yeah, bromance are all terrible. There was one part during. Uh, we also saw had Rockstar Spud taking on Willow. There was one part where Willow had the umbrella up against, like I guess, pretending that he's choking Rockstar Spud in the corner with it. And then they, they cut to a camera angle, and you see like there's three inch gap in between a Rockstar Spud and the tip of the umbrella. Well, that as, I mean, you can't help that. That's as Willow's like going at it. I mean, just, which by the way, they were making a lot of camera errors that night. They a really, lot of camera cuts to the floor, to the to another cameraman. Like, um, but yeah, uh, the best part of uh, one of my favorite parts of Impact Wrestling was that thank you Dix, uh, Dixie segment. Only first of for, all, that was terrible just be, because of that. I, but, but, but let me just justify it. The well, only reason I say that I, that's I gonna, my favorite. Right, I was going to say you right here can justify it by saying I, why it was good. All right, well, my way to justify it is because Rockstar Spud and Ethan Carter, those two in the ring uh, during that entire segment were pretty much golden. Why did they come out with a big picture of Dixie Carter that had duct tape on it? I, <laughs> I don't even think they re- realized that until Ethan Carter pulled it off. Like, it was they, just hanging off the picture. They probably didn't even notice it. And it's like, why did you guys invest in poster board or something? Don't sell that as being hurt. No, don't do that. Don't do that. This is Head Shrinker Samu coming to you live from WXWC4. If you ain't listening to Marking Out, you ain't doing shit, homie. Now let's switch over to good old sports entertainment. Let's uh, start with SmackDown from last week. Uh, I guess we could start with the bads. That being Sheamus defeating Alberto Del Rio. It was just... It was boring. Yeah, this isn't the only match that I found boring on the event, but this is somehow is the only bad. Uh, I guess middles? Sure. Uh, Batista cut a promo where he put down Dolph Ziggler, and he put down Daniel Bryan just to put himself over, which was terrible. Uh, and I don't think you could turn Batista heel because the fans just don't care about him. People are booing because he isn't right for the current product. I mean, Daniel Bryan came out and Batista couldn't even finish his words. 
He was like, we went wrong the day we let fans in the locker go to the box off and buy a tick. It's like you're out of breath when you're cutting a promo on SmackDown, yet you're still getting that main event spot at WrestleMania. That's like, that's bullshit. It's only because he has that Marvel movie coming out. Yeah, well, Batista went to attack Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan drop kicked him out of the ring. Uh, Kane came out and kind of, I guess, caused a distraction there. And uh, Batista actually took advantage of that. And Kane and Batista beat him down only to have the Big Show make the save. Um, up next, we also had Natalia and Eva Marie defeating AJ and Tamina. Uh, all I could say from that is that Natalia doesn't suck. The other three, debatable. Yeah. Uh, and then we had the our main event. We had Daniel Bryan and Big Show defeating Batista and Kane. Uh, this actually, I think, was a good thing for Batista because it allowed him to not wrestle a full match. Yeah, and what's funny is even when he tagged out, he was still huffing and puffing. Yeah. He had to do quick tags in and, order to catch his breath. Yeah, I really I did like the ending of that match, though, where Big Show knocked Kane out from outside the ring when Daniel Bryan was trying to roll Kane up, but Kane was like trying to choke slam him, trying to reverse the the not a sunset flip, but you know the pin, whatever. Yeah, um, we had the moving on to the goods. Yeah, uh, Christian defeated Dolph Ziggler. Uh, this was an awesome match, back and forth. Uh, Ziggler drop kicks are amazing. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler, someone who should always be main eventing pay per views by now. Yeah, uh, uh, Alberto Del Rio was on commentary who uh, eventually caused the distraction like Aaron Paul did last week on Raw. Uh, I guess that caused the victory for Christian. Yeah. Where uh, And then after that, Renee Young interviewed Christian about why he's taking all his anger out towards Sheamus. And uh, Sheamus came down and Christian ducked the broad kick, ran off. So, uh, so that feud's happening. Yeah, we also had Usos defeating Rybaxel. Yeah. Um, uh, not much actually went on in this match aside from your typical Usos match, but that's I was, why that's why I, I was put it in the middle. I mean, I was entertained by the the full thing, so yeah, I was entertained by SmackDown. Period. Uh, what's this? Nah, never mind. Well, besides Christian Ziggler, uh, Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns actually cut a promo together, uh, where Ambrose was speaking about how Seth Rollins walked out of them during last week's Raw, and then he called out Seth. And uh, Seth came out, and uh, he said the Shield hasn't been themselves for a very long time. And uh, he said that they could walk away and go their separate own, their separate ways, and they'd all be fine. And uh, Dean Ambrose ended up pushing him down, and uh, Reigns pushed Ambrose down. It's kind of like a Three Stooges type of thing, except it wasn't a fucking funny joke. It was a serious thing, I guess you'd say. And then uh, the only thing left in our goods is the Wyatt family cutting a promo on John Cena. All right, enough of a SmackDown. Let's move on to Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Uh, shall we kick off? I know you think you wanted to cut, uh, start with the middles this time. Do it up. Uh, Hulk Hogan came out at the start of Monday Night Raw and actually announced a nice little tribute thing. It's uh, Andre the Giant Memorial 30-man uh, over-the-top rope battle royal for WrestleMania 30. Um, I think it's it's kind of like an indie type of thing. 
Like, what do you to, mean? I mean, to have like a trophy like that. Uh, I but, don't know. But I think it's a great thing for the 30 superstars who wouldn't have uh, been booked for WrestleMania. So Yeah, it's payday. Yeah. Uh, John Cena came out, which led to the Wyatt family to come out, which I guess led right into us moving from the middles to the bads in the same segment, even though we're going to stay in the middles here. Uh, John Cena defeated Eric Rowan. Yeah, this match was pretty pretty awful. It was a bad match. Rowan shouldn't be wrestling. Although, yeah, I'm going to stick with that. Rowan shouldn't what, be Whatever wrestling. steam you had, you lost in this match. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, after the match, the Y family, they had a stare down with uh, Hulk Hogan and John Cena, which I guess, uh, I'm, I mean, John Cena, well, yeah. Yeah, they had the stare down. John Cena and Hulk Hogan posed for about two minutes of what I'm calling dead air. And yeah, I don't understand the point of that at all. That was bullshit. I guess it was just because, oh, look at that. John Cena, our top dog, is standing side by side with Hulk Hogan again. Take the pic- again. If you want pictures of him next to each other, them next to each other, just take it when the camera, uh, when the commercial breaks or something. Yeah, there's it no makes need no to sense. do. There's no need to like, oh, let's go to this one. No, let's go to this one. This one, it's come on. We've seen it already. It's, it's done. But I, I guess that whole promo and everything with the Wyatt family kind of planted a seed for a possible WrestleMania match. What you think? Maybe we'll see two on three. Uh, it's a possibility where John Cena could could end up teaming with Hulk Hogan and take on the Wyatt family. I don't know. I would be okay with it just because it doesn't, unlike in TNA, Hogan spotted TNA, this wouldn't be taken away from anyone. Right. And if anything, it gives him, a, a, uh, he it allows him to give a few younger wrestlers a little bit of the, the rub. Exactly. And it, yeah, exactly. Uh, we also had an Undertaker entrance for like three minutes. And uh, then Paul Heyman came out. And to me, that's like whatever. Yeah, I wasn't too impressed with this promo. But, I mean, what could you expect? Yeah. Should it be epic? It should be epic. But I don't expect Brock Lesnar to defeat the streak, do you? No, not only, at all. The only way that he could do that is on WWE 2K14, that, which I probably that, can't even play video games. So Yeah, I don't even know if he ever he knows what a controller is. Which, by the way, David, I gave in tonight. Or today, and I purchased American Badass. I added the $5 to my card. I had to. And then I changed his theme song to Roland from the the yard or whatever it was. Oh, God. You're going to pay. I'm sorry. You're going to pay. We also had the Bella Twins defeating AJ and Tamina. Uh, The Bellas, I think, looked really good in this match. And I really, I I say it every week, I think. I just, I can't stand AJ. And I really think people need to stop drinking her Kool-Aid. I agree. People got to stop. Uh, and then we also have the main event, Daniel Bryan and Big Show defeating uh, Randy Orton and Batista in the middles. Um, uh, nothing. Not, this match did nothing to me. Yeah, uh, well, aside from me being pissed off with Batista in this match, I was really, really pissed off with commentary. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I can't stand when WWE tries to take shit that the internet fans write. And make it their own. Like, there's absolutely no reason why Jerry Lawler should be saying Bautista ever. There's no. Not, there's no reason for stuff like that. I don't, it, doesn't, I, it doesn't make me think anything more or less of Bautista. It does nothing for your product. Don't do yeah, it. Yeah, and it just takes like a freaking knife and jabs it in my freaking stomach. 
where Jerry Lawler's on commentary still saying, <laughs> Bautista, they're chanting Bautista. It's yeah. like, no. Uh, yeah, let's, while we're on it, let's talk about some bads. The Authority promo. Yeah, this. Not awful. Oh, man. This, I literally, I was so pissed off at. I was so bored and I was furious at the same time with yeah. this segment. Uh, Stephanie said that Triple H is much better than Daniel Bryan and that Daniel Bryan needs to apologize. But the fact that this was, I'm pretty sure this, op- no, this didn't open Monday Night Raw, but this no. was one of the very earlier segments of Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And that opening, the, I think the it fact, was right after. It was right after Rowan yes. and Cena. Because we had like two of them within a half hour span. And the fact that Hulk Hogan opened it up, opened up Monday Night Raw with that like that okay announcement, the pretty great announcement, I'd say even. I popped for it. And then it went right into the John Cena, Eric Rowan match, which blew, which went right into Hulk Hogan and John Cena's p- posing. And then that right. Right into the authority. That yeah. really pissed me off. Uh, something that really pissed me off was Biggie Langston defeating Jack Swagger. This match was the shits. Yeah, fuck. Um, it was very quick. And luckily, uh, Cesaro was not involved with it. Yeah, well, after the match, uh, Swagger and Cesaro went face-to-face outside the ring. And Zeb Coulter yelled at them and uh, made them both shake hands. Which, I guess Cesaro was kind of showing his strength there. And... Yeah, it was yeah. definitely interesting. Uh, maybe we'll end up seeing Biggie Langston versus Jack Swagger versus Cesaro at WrestleMania after all. But then it's like, are those if you have a match at WrestleMania, are you going to be allowed in that Andre the Giant thirty the thirty man battle royal? I don't think you should be. I think the uh, Andre the Giant stuff should be left for uh, other people. So moving back real quick to back to the Andre the Giant battle royal, who do you want to see win it? Because uh, I, 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 I kind of want to see Antonio Cesaro. If it's not going to be Zack Ryder, which, I mean, yeah. we know it's not going to be. When you go... Well, we don't know. Maybe Ziggler, Kofi. Oh, okay, yeah. Never mind. Ziggler, Kofi Kingston. Uh, I just don't see... I really 100% don't see them giving that to uh, Kingston. I kind of could see them giving it to Ziggler, but I also... I just... The only person that fits... I mean, why was Antonio Cesaro in the Elimination Chamber match? I think it's a lot easier to say who they shouldn't give it to. They shouldn't give it to Del Rio, Christian, Sheamus. It's got to be somebody that needs that push. Kali. They shouldn't give it to Ryback, Curtis Axel. But no, even if they gave it to Ryback or Curtis Axel, it still gives them that push that everybody in WWE can use that's not already like an established name. But the problem is I don't... Ryback. I don't see a heel winning. Axel, I wouldn't mind him winning it. Ryback, I would mind winning it. I just, so I take it back with Curtis Axel. I just don't see a heel winning it. I feel like a face will win it and take it. Or, I don't know, maybe Bad News Barrett will win it. He probably yeah, won't even I would win like that. Who knows? I would like that. Uh, something else I liked was the goods. Uh, Uso is defeating Ryback, so... Pretty much your repeat match of SmackDown. Yeah, the uh, the New Age Outlaws were out on commentary. Yeah, and that's the that's pretty much the only reason why this is good for me was New Age Outlaws. You know what though? The reason why this is in the goods, yeah, it was a quick match, but at that time, 
the Usos, they really saved me from being even more pissed off due to that Hogan and Authority stuff. That uh, really helped uh, me. That really saved Monday Night Raw for me. That really did. I'll be honest with you. That didn't save Monday Night Raw for me. Uh, after the two promos I and the Biggie Jack Swagger match, I kind of gave up on Raw and then only watched bits and pieces. So that's the honest truth. I gave up on Raw. I gave up. That's right. Uh, but I did watch it on YouTube. So The Shield actually defeated Cody Rhodes and Goldust. I like when Cody went for the disaster kick, but Rollins caught him in the powerbomb and threw him into the Turner. Oh, oh. Threw him into the... Ted Turner? No, I was going to say corner, and then I was going to say turnbuckle. Yeah. So Turner came out. When he uh, threw him into the corner, and then he right out, right after that, hit him with the blackout. Yeah, very, very good match. Uh, you also had the Daniel Bryan authority promo, the Occupy Raw. Yeah, Daniel Bryan came out. He spoke about how he's hijacking Raw, playing off that dumb crowd last week. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, yeah, he, no, don't be sorry to Chicago crowd. Uh, they, yeah, they're, they're, they're strong. They're usually, usually they, uh, they could carry an entire Raw and be awesome. But that Raw, they sucked. How many people would you estimate Daniel Bryan brought out wearing those Daniel Bryan shirts to stand ringside and in the ring with him? 30. 30? No way. I was estimating at least 100. Are you serious, bro? Yeah, there was like, there was a lot of people ringside. There was a lot of, uh, all right, 50. I don't know. I originally had 50, but then I rewatched it again and I was like, ah, I don't know. This might be like. I don't know how uh, to no. estimate numbers. I'll go 50. <laughs> but out of all of them, uh, there was one important guy out there, uh, Rick the Sign Guy. He was, inv he was uh, involved? Yeah, he was in the. Uh, he was one of the, uh, the I guess, rest Daniel Bryan fans in there. Did they know? Like, he just hopped over? Probably. I think. <laughs> I was joking. I, of course they knew. Yeah. the I think one of the guys tweeted us. Someone tweeted us during that night. I forgot who. But they said that they were just asked to be on Raw. So I think a lot of – I think that the people went around asking people if they wanted to be on Raw. And then apparently they had a lot of people that worked catering or uh, or uh, just um, workers uh, come out to fill in spots. Well, WWE, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you ever need – an overweight dude who wears a mask and has orange beard hair that comes through the mask and has long orange hair that doesn't that goes out the back of the mask that doesn't make it uh or that doesn't allow the mask to tie up uh, i'm here so yeah you can um, hit, hit us up on twitter at marking out uh what the last thing about raw is wait 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 uh, wait 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 i uh, was this this promo you said it was too long oh yeah i forgot about that but uh I, I did think that it went on a little bit too long, but it did do something very it did something very great. And for what it was, it was honestly, it was better than anything else we were gonna get on Raw. Yeah, well Daniel Bryan was saying how this is all happening because Triple H isn't listening to the fans, and then he he actually he demanded the match with Triple H at WrestleMania and he said that he'll leave the ring if he gets that. Uh Triple H came out and, uh, well, actually, Triple H and Stephanie came out, and they they eventually had two security guards who couldn't do anything, um, and they walked off, and Triple H then brought out Damian Sandow, who, quote-unquote, had the next match, but he then walked off, 
and Triple H finally gave in and made the match. And Daniel Bryan added the stipulation that if he beats Triple H at WrestleMania 30, he'll be added to Batista versus Randy Orton. Um, and then I'm just going to add that Mark and Out started the Occupy Raw hashtag during this segment, and somehow and, WWE Universe got credit for it. So. And I'm going to be throwing out there that on the last podcast, I actually predicted, well, I didn't predict, but I tossed out this idea. Right, exactly. Um, pretty much the exact idea. The only difference is that I threw in the stipulation that if Brian, Danny Bryan loses, he has to shave his beard. So I threw out the same exact thing minus the uh, beard shaving. And the last part of our goods for this week for episode 162 of Monday Night Raw, Sheamus defeating Christian in a Memphis street fight. Yeah, this match was voted on by the the fans of the WWE app. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, it was a very good match. We saw the Irish... Which I joked about. I said, uh, I said why, why couldn't we vote? that this match wasn't happening or whatever. And it, I thought it was going to be very difficult for them to follow up yeah. what I thought was a really great segment with Daniel Bryan and the Authority. And yeah. they really, they delivered. They absolutely delivered on yeah, this. Yeah, from the Irish, Irish curse off the steel steps. And then even to the end of the match where Sheamus hit a bro kick through the uh, right drum. Right through the drums. That was amazing. Well, uh, there was a lot amazing. of spots of the match that were good. <laughs> I mean, I, yes, I say it over and over. Christian, Sheamus, and Del Rio. Those three are, are always intertwined with each other. Yeah. And it's boring and it gets tiring. But I, I really I have to give these two credit for that. And but they, notice, but but look what they did though. They threw in something, uh they put them in something that we don't see them in. They put in that aspect of a Memphis street fight. It, now if you put Seamus and Christian in a Memphis Memphis street fight the next past two the next th two or three weeks on Raw, it's gonna get boring too. Right. But they switched it up a little bit. I was kind of disappointed that this didn't end up in the Mississippi River. Yes. I think uh, <laughs> many fans were let down. And I was also mm, kind of like that knife to the gut with commentary again during this match where uh, – or maybe towards the end of the match where Michael Cole, just unbearable. JBL had mentioned Ringo Starr because of the drums – that Christian grab that got kicked through the broke kick yeah, through. so bad. And Cole added to that by saying, oh, Jimi Hendrix would enjoy that. Why? Jimi Hendrix played what instrument? Why would he Why would he enjoy that? That's the, like... I, I'm the only... That's like, like, saying that, that's like saying that Les Paul would have enjoyed it if he used the drum. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I mean, can we say, for those of you who don't know, Ringo Starr was a Beatle. You can get under, if you're living under a rock or whatever. Um, and he played the drums, which that's why JBL's joke made sense for the drum. And then for those of you who don't know Jimi Hendrix, he was, he, I mean, he, I guess he has a nickname, I guess, Guitar God, probably. There's nothing with drums there. Yeah. That was just I, stupid. Yeah. But, I mean, there's not really much you can say about that. It's They need a replacement for, for commentary big time. Yeah, I think that's just Jerry Lawler showing through his little uh, Alzheimer's a little bit. <laughs> I don't think he has Alzheimer's. Come on. Yeah. Um, uh, NXT? 
Yeah, sure. Let's talk about well before NXT. Let's quickly mention main event. Oh yes, uh, yes. Main event. Just the only thing noteworthy is AJ defended her championship against Natalia in what was actually a very good match. Uh, uh, AJ picked up the victory. I thought it was good. I, well, I, but, that goes back to me being hating AJ. Yeah, I mean that's the there was there I'm, was aspects of it that was actually that that were yeah. good. But like I try, the, I try to I'm trying to really pull myself away from uh, hating AJ. Yeah, just from hating AJ, hating TNA, I'm really trying to pull myself back and give it a shot. But the main thing about this match is that it actually broke the record, if you did not know. For... Um, the match was 14 minutes and 19 seconds long, and it broke the record uh, to become the longest Divas Championship match in history. Well, that's uh, nice. It, that's a nice thing this year. Yeah, it def- it actually defeated out uh, a sensational Sherry versus wait, Velvet McIntyre. Wait, wait, wait! That's the longest match ever. Uh, for a div- for a championship, Divas Championship, I think, or w- women's title match. Well, that I mean, yeah, sensational uh, Sherry versus uh, defeated Velvet McIntyre. That's kind of an. And uh, like one of those things where you can't say that for sure because it's not the same championship. You know what I mean? Oh, wait, no, I misread. I misread. It didn't defeat it. It was just saying that uh, the longest women's title match is Sensational Sherry versus uh, defeating Velvet McIntyre. And it was October 1987, and it was 14 minutes, 31 seconds long. That's insane. That's really insane that that, that's the longest match for a woman ever. Considering the the wrestlers that we've had, yeah, the so divas and women that we've had in WWE, yeah, so that was fourteen thirty one, and this was fourteen nineteen. So this was the just the longest divas championship match. That's an interesting factoid. Yes, um, I guess let's go on with some NXT. Yes, N- I always, X- whenever I say NXT, I want that to stand for something, but uh. What is there to talk about NXT? Oh, here's the notes. All right. We saw... Did you watch it or no? No, nah, I, I couldn't catch it. All right. Well, Paige defeated Sasha Banks with the Scorpion Deathlock again. I, I did see that picture right on WWE.com, which I have to give... Um, ever since the NXT arrival, uh, WWE's been covering NXT a lot more main page on their... Yeah. Well, yeah not, I was going to say mainstream. On their main page. And I give them credit for that and i really i'm happy that these guys and girls are getting yeah. the the main page spot i guess yeah uh, talking about talking about pages uh back to page uh charlotte ended up attacking page after the match but natalia made the save so and then we saw a little backstage uh heat between natalia and charlotte with they're both uh both uh bringing up their fathers well so <laughs> I mean, we know who the better father was. But we know who the better daughter uh, is. <laughs> what? I said, but we know who the better daughter is. Yeah. Uh, we also saw Ascension taking, uh, defeating Travis Tyler and Cal Bishop. Uh, they defeated them. Uh, we also saw Mason Ryan versus uh, Wesley Blake. How is Mason he... Ryan looking? What? How's he looking these days? According to the fans, better than Batista. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, the, that's the one <laughs> chance throughout the entire match is better than Batista. That's got to suck for him, though. The guy I mean, looks like the only way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is if he. I don't even know. He has to I, go. I just, like, how did they 
Do you remember how Mason Ryan got started in the business or no? I feel like there was a story remember. there. I feel like he was a fan or something and he was seen, somebody saw him. But it's like, how how know. is how do they find someone that looks but just like Batista? But I still think that they're spending a lot of time on him and it may just not be worth it. I don't know. Uh, we also saw Tyler Breeze and Xavier Woods in the ring. And Tyler Breeze wanted, because Xavier Woods was taking on Alexander Rusev. But as we saw, and as we saw an arrival, Rusev interfered during their match. Uh, Breeze wanted to go at Rusev, asking Woods to back off, let him take care of it. And of course, Breeze attacked him from behind, leaving Rusev to pick up pretty much the, uh, the corpse of Woods and beat the crap out of him for the victory. Uh, in the main event, we saw Bo Dallas defeating Big Cass himself, Colin Cassidy. Uh, this match was uh, not entertaining because of Bo Dallas. <laughs> Colin <laughs> Cassidy, like, funny. like Colin Cassidy is very entertaining. Bo Dallas, not very uh, entertaining. Uh, yeah, and that was WWE NXT. How could you not have Adam Rose? Right? You know, I thought the same thing, but you also don't want to kill the gimmick too quickly. I don't think that's going to kill it. I think that's giving people what they want. That's true, too. I, 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 that's funny because I was actually looking forward to watching NXT this week just to see Adam Rose in action as opposed to seeing Alexander Rusev in, in action. Like, there's people I, I, at this point who have been mainstays. They're, where was the champion? What do you mean? Who was the champion right now of NXT? Uh, Neville. And where was he? Uh, he was involved in the backstage promo, I believe. I just didn't note it down. Uh, yeah, I think just because it's all... I don't even know if it's it's all taped in one night, right? I would assume... Yeah, I would... Yeah, like, that's the thing. I don't, I don't know how the tapings go anymore. I don't know if they do three tapings all at once. Or yeah, if once they, they launch the NXT arrival, all tapings and everything, then I, we just, boom, we don't know what happened. Yeah, I'm not too sure what's up with it now uh, in regards to tapings. I mean, then I can understand that you don't want to put the same wrestler out in front of the audience because it will get tiring to them. Oh, because if it is the same audience... Exactly. If it's the same audience, no. I mean, but there's know, people wrestling every single week on the shows. I think it, very rarely and different matches though, like match types. I oh, mean, I got you. I mean, so I could see that being a factor, but it, I like I like we said, we don't really know how NXT is taped or whatever is going on with it now that the net works out. So that's the only yeah. explanation I got. Well, moving on from NXT, we don't really have uh, outside the ring news other than um, Mick Foley's WrestleMania Dream Vacation Raffle, where I literally, have, I've been telling everybody about this because it's such a great raffle. It's for a great cause and it's got a great grand prize. Um, all the money goes to Rain which is the Rape, Abuse, and uh, Incest National Network, uh, which we've seen Mick Foley do charity work with them in the past. But this WrestleMania Dream Vacation package for two people, what an experience. If you win, it's only $2 for a raffle ticket. You have to buy five, so that's minimum $10. And as you buy more tickets, it becomes cheaper and cheaper. So like I know uh, if you buy 100 tickets or more, it's $0.75 cents per ticket. 
So it's like $75 for 100 tickets. But the the whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle, the package, if you win that raffle, comes with an exclusive meal hosted by Brie Bella and other surprise divas, two great seats to the WWE Hall of Fame induction, WrestleMania, Monday Night Raw, any session of WWE WrestleMania access that you want to go to. It, of course, comes with round-trip airfare from anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world, for two people, whether it be New York, uh, California, Australia, United Kingdom. Uh, and then there's round-trip limo transportation between uh, everywhere in New Orleans, the hotel and everything, the airport. Uh, there's uh, four nights in uh, New Orleans. Um, the winner will receive... Uh, breakfast with Mick Foley. Can't go wrong with that. Wouldn't you like to have that, Dave? Completely. Sorry, <laughs> I had to unmute, uh, unmute myself. Uh, the winner will also the, the winner will also get a thousand dollars in spending cash. Woo! Uh, like I said, two great seats to all of that Monday Night Raw and everything. And you'll also have uh, an evening with Mick Foley. The I guess he's doing a stand-up show down there, which is awesome. Something new this year. Bob Backlund? Yes. Since this uh, is, of course, WrestleMania and Mick Foley wants this to be the best package and everybody to enter to win a raffle or for everyone to enter the raffle to win this grand prize. Uh, he did something very interesting this year where he contacted Ring of Honor and Dragon Gate and WrestleCon as a whole. And they actually contributed VIP packages from each. So if you want to go to other wrestling events outside of WWE, you're more than welcome to go to that via the, the winning, via winning this package. Uh, you're also going to get two VIP tickets to uh, Jim Ross's show. Uh, and Mick Foley, I guess, is also thrown in a Velvet Sky poster, which is uh, signed. Uh, DDP yoga workout with DDP himself, which, I mean, everybody likes that. Well, I wouldn't like that, but <laughs> it'd be pretty cool to do yoga with DDP. They're also going to receive an original uh, 20 by 32 Rob Schamberger piece of art featuring the wrestler of your choice. You get to choose who. Um, and then the other day, dude, I'm telling everybody, sorry to take so long on this, Dave, but I'm telling everybody about this. Mick Foley added, after WrestleMania, after Monday Night Raw, you're going straight from New Orleans to Orlando, Florida for a trip to Disney World where you're going to be put up in a villa, not a hotel room, a villa, and you'll have one of the days, one of that that works out with you, you're going to be uh, going around uh, the Disney park of your choice with Scotty Tuhati, which... I mean, Dave, how would you love to hang out with Scotty Tuhati at Disney World? Bob Backlund. Nah, seriously. I guess. I mean, Disney World's always nice. Yeah, and you got the four-day park hopper, which you get to go come but and the, go as you want. But now think about it on the other hand. If you go with a recognizable celebrity, uh, I don't, I don't think, or a pro nah, wrestler. Scotty's there all the time. Like is he? he? Yeah, he, yeah. He really is all the, all the time there, so it's like... And, and also, I don't think celebrities get bothered at Disney World so much. I, I mean, I've seen celebrities at Disney World. I don't go up to them. Gotcha. 
Yeah, so like I said, sorry sorry that took so long, but there's just so much stuff. He actually just added something also recently, the Ringside Collectibles, where you get a bunch of figures, so that's awesome. 100% uh, of the proceeds uh, will benefit Rain, so definitely check that out. Uh, go to McFoley's Twitter, find it out, or yeah, whatever. David, yeah, I'm going to... What? I'm just going to, before you go on, I'm going to tell you, uh, you were talking about NX, uh, WWE focusing on NXT on their main uh, website, WWE.com. Yeah. One of the articles on the main page is oh, Mega, yeah. Mega Star Alert, Adam Rose takes center oh. stage. And it's actually written by Bar uh, Byron Saxton. And it just goes into uh, the character of Adam Rose. And it goes, it, it goes, this is going to be an, uh, this is going to be epic. This is going to be of Jurassic proportions. And it goes into like a kind of a, a kind of interview with him. Not really. It's like a bunch of quotations of uh, Adam Rose. It's funny. I thought you were going to say that the Sasha, not Sasha, Sarah Del Rey. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot all about that. But, uh, I mean, we're taking too long, I guess. Dave, you have any uh, shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. All right. As I've been doing on a weekly basis, I'm going to keep on giving a shameless plug to those who promote us during Monday Night Raw or during the week, whatever. Whenever you get around to it, promote us. Thanks. Uh, so go follow Eric at Montreal Broski, Jobber Nation Radio at Jobber Nation. They got some good listens over there. Uh, Rob at Rob Kimball Brand, Team Awesome 418 at Team Awesome 418. Go check them out off Facebook too. Facebook.com slash Team Awesome 418. Best Facebook group out there. I see that every week. So every one of you should be on there already. Allie at the Alley Cat 1122. At the Razor Ramones. Andrew at Drew, Drew Femme 97. Sean at Sean Bill 5000. At TNF Wrestling. And Josh. At Van Dam Breaks You. Also, we got Justin at Awesome 256. And Rick and Wrestling at Violent Rick. He also has his new uh, YouTube show. Hell yeah. So go, yeah, so go check him out at Violent Rick. I hope also everybody watches. <laughs> I mean, I hope everybody listens to the show, by the way. Yeah, right? If, if you're listening, you know, leave a comment. Be like, I listen. I don't know. Yeah. Ask um, us non-wrestling related questions. We'll answer it. Yeah, right. Um, all right. Also, go vote for Carve Your Niche. Damn it. I always do that. <laughs> I don't know why. I always – I know what it is. It was and David for, this time. It wasn't me. Yeah. For some reason, whenever I read it off of my notes, I'm like, ah, vote for Carve Your Niche. Fucking damn it. I thought you were going to say vote, bitch. <laughs> vote for Carve Your Niche for Battle of the Bands Warp Tour 2014. Uh, you can go to warped.battleofthebands.com slash you slash carve your niche band. That's um, Y-O-U. No, no, no. It's, oh, it's, it's the letter you? U. Okay. Yeah, letter U. Um, I think if you go onto the Warp Tour Battle of the Bands uh, website and search them, you can search up carve your niche. Uh, go vote for them. They could use your support. It literally, um, it took, it took 10 seconds. It really did. Yeah, legit. So go support Anthony, Brian, good old Chris. You guys remember Chris. You love Chris. Come on, go support him. And John, uh, you can also go check them out at ReverbNation.com slash CarveYourNiche. And go like them on Facebook, Facebook.com slash CarveYourNiche. Can you guess what their Twitter account is? 
You probably got it wrong because it's <laughs> twitter.com slash CYN band. So go check them out and go vote for them. Also go check out Joey at JoeBoy8. Uh, you can go follow her on Instagram at JoeBoy8 as well. Uh, she's a singer, songwriter, and vocal coach. I actually went to karaoke night the other night at Casey Farrell's and heard her sing Heart, uh, the song Alone. And holy crap, was I blown away. This girl, this woman knows just how to like, how to sing. she just has such a great voice. Um, apparently, she was also on a, a Fuse TV show called Redemption Song. Which was hosted, I believe. Yeah, you're correct. It by was Y2J, by, our savior, yeah. our God. Yeah, he was. Um, it was hosted by Chris Jericho. So, and it, she actually made it in, uh, pretty much near the final round. Uh, she was one of the last to be eliminated. Uh, but go check her out. She's going to be actually singing the national anthem at the Knicks game on Saturday, which is today, depending on when you're listening to it. Uh, versus the Bucks at noon. So if you're watching on MSG, if you're there live, you're going to get to see Joey perform the national anthem. Uh, but yeah, beautiful voice. If you're looking for, I think she's doing, uh, she has a wedding band. If you're looking for a vocal coach, hit her up. Very, very talented. A bright, bright future. Um, you could go follow her on Twitter. And she's very, very beautiful. So, fellas, definitely go give her a follow. Um, follow her at JoeBoy8. That is J-O-B-O-Y-8. And hopefully in the future, uh, we'll be having some music from her as well. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, do you have any shoutouts? Ooh, this is Brandon's <laughs> shoutouts. Oh, dude, you coughed through my intro. <laughs> well, whatever. That was the very first time that you guys got my uh, my Brandon shoutouts live, but we'll roll through it. Uh, Demi Lovato takes the first shout-out. Uh, I went to see her on Tuesday, and she absolutely killed it. Um, her voice is one of the most powerful voices I've ever heard. Uh, definitely go see her if you can, just because of how great her voice is. But prepare for like 15,000 girls that are screaming. That's, that's the downfall of seeing artists I like of current genres. Uh, and then anti-shout-out time for number two. Going me? to, you always hope that. And it's always going to be Justin Bieber, I think. Uh. Justin Bieber again. Uh, I was watching his deposition videos. Did you see any of this or no? Uh, yeah, the what an absolute a, fucking moron. He's so arrogant. Like, he's not cooperating with anyone on his arrest because he's some rich fucking punk-ass bitch who thinks he can get away with murder. It's like, oh. instead of deporting him from the United States, I think they should lock him up for 10 years and then deport him. They should and, also castrate him. And I'm not talking about that fucking jail that Martha Stewart's went and did Martha Stewart went and did crafts in. I'm talking about like hardcore jail where, you know what? he, he deserve no, like fucking killers and shit. Not yeah, oh, let's make sure. pulpourri today. I'm trying to find this article right now. Um because like Seth Rogan completely uh slammed him on Twitter saying Justin Beaver was is uh um, uh, a disgrace to Canada? 
no, obnoxious, dangerous, ungrateful, and overall uh, piece of shit. Yeah, he's pathetic. And then what's funny is, uh, can we pause it real quick? All right. After I finally found it, I'm going to bring you back to a few things that celebrities have to say about Justin Bieber because it's pretty effing funny. Uh, besides Seth Rogen calling him uh, obnoxious and all of that, there's also we have Olivia Wilde. Bieber, put your fucking shirt on. Unless you lost all of your shirts in a fire, in which case, my condolences. And please purchase a new shirt. We also have Conan O'Brien. Justin Bieber was involved in another all-out brawl. This one with Brownie Troop number 152. We also have Jimmy Fallon. Justin Bieber is being investigated for hitting a security guard with a Nerf dart. Bieber could face up to six months in timeout. Uh, we got, what was one that's really funny? What about Ricky Gervais? Where's Ricky Gervais? Seriously, who are these people that Justin Bieber can beat up? And why would they ever admit to such a thing? Um, we have Zach Wait, Was Kraft. that Ricky Gervais? Yeah, that's Ricky Gervais. I also saw Ricky Gervais tweeted out saying, prison name, Justin Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have... Uh, let's see. Drake Bell, I guess one of the Drake think, Bell. Nickelodeon guy. Yeah, from Drake and Josh, I think. Yeah, he's, uh... Justin Justin Bieber is five six. Now I understand why you go, uh, why you guys love him. He's the same height as all of you twelve year old girls. I totally get it now. Sorry guys. Wasn't Drake Bell somebody who just filed for bankruptcy? Oh, get this one. Oh, I don't know who this is. It looks like some really hot model. Yep, I'm right. It's a really hot model. Is it Ruth uh, Paul? No, Chris, close. Uh, no, Christine Tegan. Oh, Christy Tegan. Yeah, from Sports T. Illustrated. She wrote, I'm confused. Uh, I'm convinced Justin Bieber is hiding an undeveloped fetus in his forehead. He should let it show and be undeveloped fetus spokes, uh, spokesperson. Um, then there was. I think that's, oh. uh, that's John Legend's wife, by the way. Really? Yeah. I thought he was gay. No. Oh, John Legend uh, and Jared Jared Pelecki from Super the show Supernaturals said just saw a mugshot of Justin Bieber. I gotta admit, she's kind of hot without all the makeup, uh, without all of her usual makeup on. Like all these celebrities are taking shots at Justin Bieber, and it's pretty epic because he's, you know, they have every right to. Yeah, he's a douchebag. But uh, my last. Shout out goes to the Bee Gees. Uh, I think everybody should go listen to their music. If you've never heard of anything from them before, definitely definitely find yourself in uh, Bee Gees' listening state of mind soon. And uh, I guess now it's time for This week's Markout Moment of the Week uh, it took place when I was listening to the radio and someone said the name that their name was Steve Williams. Uh, nobody else around me reacted to it. Were, course, were you in a room by yourself? No, no, no. Were you in the doctor's office? No, no, no. Were I you was in out Cracker of- Barrel getting freaking pancakes without me? 
Yes. Um, but I marked out for that. I couldn't really visibly mark out because that would just be weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, I overheard a wrestler's real name and marked out for that. Uh, so what do you mean a wrestler's real name? How about Dr. Death in general? I, I, Steve Williams. I, what's, what's funny is I associate Steve <laughs> Williams with Steve Austin. That's, that's what I thought you were talking about. But Dr. Death, I mean, Steve Williams right there out in the fucking. No, you're completely correct. Yeah. That's but, actually the reason why they had to change his name. I think we saw that last week, too. I don't know. But that was our episode this week. Uh, you could subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook. I mean, like us on Facebook. You always do that, dude. Can I just take it? You could listen to us on exclamation point dot, Seth. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash market out. Go subscribe on iTunes. iTunes.com. Go Find it yourselves or go to marketout.com. You got you got a little link right on the right-hand corner of your screen. Click that. Click subscribe. You're in there. Congratulations. Go to youtube.com slash out. Twitter.com slash out, where you can go check us out. Follow us during uh, Monday Night Raw. Any, anything. Just follow us. Have fun. And don't, don't drink and drive on Monday. Oh, yeah. Good call. Uh, Monday is St. Patty's Day. Yeah, it's St. Patty's Day. We're gonna put down a pint. Yeah, have fun. Have a blast. Do be safe. Please do not use a like, condom. Yes, use a condom. <laughs> don't start fights. There's no reason to start a fight, anyways. You don't Are have you any... trying to pick a fight with me here. You you don't have to prove anything to anybody. Be just. Are you calling me it. short? Just enjoy your night. Have fun. Don't let anybody get under your skin. Everybody's going to be drunk. Be careful. Do not drink and drive either. And don't let the bed bugs bite. (laughs) On that note, you can go comment on Marking Out episode 162, which you better be doing. And you can go check out all of our past episodes, MarkingOut.com. Go follow Brandon on Twitter, BTTG161. Follow me on <laughs> Twitter. Dave at Dave the Rave, you mother effer. At Dave the Rave underscore M-O. You can go check out Chris at Chris Ween Dog and go check out his band. Go vote for his band. Carve your niche for Battle of the Bands Warp Tour 2014. Go Seriously, vote for do them. It. it literally took me 10 seconds. Just sign up and do it. Yes, go do it. Um, and that's pretty much all we got right now. So we, we wish you wish the you best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a great week. You think it's too late to eat brisket? Seriously, be safe on Monday.